Oh, jeez. Man, that was... Oof. <laughs> All right, so that I got to do some... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was going to say that was a struggle. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you wait, Have you done it on a video chat before, or has it been live everybody, this is, with everybody? This is why I don't do zoom video chats this is always something technical you can you can bet your bottom dollar bet your bottom dollar in between this session like the uh the connection the internet connection is going to go out the sound's going to go out I, I promise you yeah. yeah all right anyway i'm gonna do some maintenance stuff real quick and then we will go ahead and get started so first of all thank you to the to acap for allowing me and dr brooks to present at the national conference we did that last week uh real good time um, I also finished the book, The Kite Runner. I don't know if either of y'all have read that, but that was a fantastic book. I read um, it uh, earlier this year. Heard about it. Super good. Oh, it was fantastic. And yeah. I usually don't say that about books. So um, Great book, yeah. Also, shout out to my good friend, Arya Quinn. Please pick up her book, Tangled Roots. It's a book of poems. And if I'm recommending it, that must mean that it's good. Um, I also read the book 1984. The next book that I'm going to read is Catch 22 by a Joseph Heller. It's a much bigger book. Much 1984 bigger was yeah. trash. Huh? It wasn't. It wasn't as good. It, it was. It was it's so like, overrated. So I just. Old. I read it That's recently. Like I read it in, in school, right? I read it in school. I never read it in school. I finally read it like either late last year or early this year, and I, I thought it was like overrated. It's a book I wouldn't choose to read. <laughs> after i got past the first 75 to 100 pages i got more into it but yeah it wasn't it wasn't as good as kite runner so no um look i look I, so there when i first started my podcast i had people from all over the world like they were listening in i don't know how they found me but there were people from canada philippines ireland india cambodia all of them were listening in you can see it on your analytics mm-hmm. i haven't heard from them since because i went on like a three-month hiatus <laughs> so i've been trying to find them listen if you are in one of those areas of the world i would love for you to contact me on instagram or my website i don't care how but i would love to hear from you and uh upcoming episodes in about a week i'll be speaking to dr timothy fong about uh marijuana uh, a few weeks after that will be Dr. Donald Brown, and we're going to talk about the legal system and mental health. And then after that, Mr. Deshaun Boltwright, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia for that episode. He's a uh, former mixed martial artist and a very good friend of mine's, and uh, he is essentially getting the youths in Richmond, Virginia fit, doing exercise and eating right. So I, I want to hear how he's doing. Uh, we went to high school together, and he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. So I'm excited about that one. And... Um, yeah, I try not to mention names until I actually get confirmation that they're gonna come. But I'm expecting. Dude, you got like a whole lineup, bro. That's I got a lineup, dude. I mean, <laughs> you got a whole professional <laughs> gig here, dude. Like that's that's impressive. You're like, I got a whole up 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 and so and so coming on this week, that week. I'm like, literally, me and Ern are just like. Yo, are we going to do it today or uh, no? Or, like, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Or do we have anything to even talk about today? <laughs> well, that is that is the benefit and the, the hard part about it because you invite people on. You never know whether or not they're going to show. So, um, yeah, True. so I, I try not to mention the names until actually they confirm with me. So uh, the next person that I'm trying to get locked down for a date, um, I'm not even going to say his, uh, his name, but we're going to talk about male and female hair restoration. Um, a topic that I'm excited about 
Um, yeah, I'm getting older. I might. You might have to. You don't have to link me on that one, bro. <laughs> Shoot, might have to. Might have to come out for that one. Come out to yeah. LA for that one. Things are changing for me too, uh, there, Steve. So that's why I'm having them on. So um, I think, I think that's all I have to for my maintenance stuff. All right, y'all ready? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Ready. Right, let's go ahead and get started. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for showing up for another episode. Uh, I'm very proud, very happy to, uh, you know, introduce you all to two, uh, to two podcasters, fellow podcasters, Steve and Ernie. Uh, I should make you all aware that we are currently in the presence of greatness. <laughs> These two. <laughs> y'all don't understand. I'm, I'm very excited to have y'all on because when I first started my podcast, I had a few inspirations. One would be Joe Rogan. I love listening to him. Charlemagne the God. He has a podcast with the Breakfast Club and one that he does with uh, Andrew Schultz and YouTube's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're up we're up what, here with these uh legends what not, over here. What not to do. <laughs> no, How no. not to do a podcast. Uh, I, I I completely disagree. Steve, I remember when you walked in and you told me that you had a but you were like, Hey man, why don't y'all check out my podcast? I was like, You got a podcast? What? <laughs> Why do you why do you why do you have a podcast and how do you do a podcast? And essentially you just made it seem pretty easy. And uh, you know, I thought that I could do one also, have some fun with it, because you seem like you two have fun. So um I just thought it'd be fun to catch up with you two. So that's why you're here, essentially. <laughs> yeah, man. Well Thank thanks you. for Thank yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for having us on, man. And uh yeah, I've been uh looking at your pods. I mean the production value i know like you literally are like you started at a hundred bro like you pretty (laughs) much just start even the lights you got going on right now it's got some mood lighting it's like man i feel like i'm watching a youtuber right now like look at my light this is like the worst (laughs) kind of light you can have i just tells you how non-set up we are listen listen, man first my first podcast, my friend uh, Skip helped me set up the audio and all this stuff. He told me, don't worry about video. You don't like you don't need it. And I you know what I did? I just went out and got video stuff set up and then I made him <laughs> teach me how to use it. <laughs> yeah, man, I I wouldn't even know I had it, audio alone. Honestly, the way our pod got started is so I mean, Ern and I used to write in college like a movie review um we used to have a column in this in the college newspaper mm-hmm. so it was called split screen and uh we would just go watch movies and we would honestly it wouldn't our takes on the movies wouldn't even necessarily reflect how we felt it would just be like okay you take the pro i'll you take the i like the movie i'll we take just the alternated I hated. movie choices though you would yeah take, you would pick the movie yeah yeah we alternated choices yeah. 
Um, so typically, usually whatever Earn picked, I didn't like, and whatever I picked, Earn didn't yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And we would just write Perfect the column. Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but then when I moved to Maryland, you know, like Ernie and I, he went to dental school when I was in med school, and he left in 2008, and I was still there, and that was kind of the last time me and him were like in close proximity to each other. You know, we're like cousins. We're like distant cousins. So we still see each other at like family functions and stuff. Uh, And so we've seen each other through the years. And then my mom lives here. So, you know, I've caught up with him when I come out to visit her. But then um, when I moved out here, Ern was like, we should do a podcast. And Ern can tell you why he wanted to start a podcast, because that was not on my (laughs) list of things to do when I moved out here. Well, let me I mean, let me clarify. I, yeah. Let me clarify the name of your podcast. It's Split Screen with Steve and Ernie. Right? You guys have been doing yeah. one since 2018, right? Yep. Steve okay. and Ernie's yeah. Yeah. Split right, right, Screen. Ernie. <laughs> we hosted out a SoundCloud, and it's on Spotify and iTunes, and pretty much anywhere. I mean, so we we it. we generally talk about music and or whatever movies, you know, entertainment in general, and we have these long conversations just on our phone. And I was like, you know, we should just do a podcast about it anyway. Like, see if other because sometimes we'll ask people. People will ask us, you know, what do you think about this movie? What do you think about that? And we're like, well, we just do this. Um, one of my good friends was doing another podcast about sports and things, and I was like, oh, let me see if Steve's interested. And then you just have to ask Steve. He'll he got he got all that production. He just did everything over. <laughs> I don't even do anything. I just talk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Steve, I mean, Steve, you do all the Steve's, editing. Steve's yeah. the Steve's the bra- He's the he's the he's all that uh, production team. It's all on Steve. Yeah. That's usually why yeah, but- you t- episodes take a while to come out. Is usually I just get lazy and I don't want to edit. <laughs> you know, because I will literally. Because sometimes if the pod, because if you have like a long conversation with someone, there's sometimes parts of it where there's like gaps where someone had to go. You know, like Ern had to go take care of his kids or I had to go answer the phone or, you know, like something happens and then you got to like edit. So, you know, we like going through the entire episode, listening to it again and then cutting things out or trying to make it sound, you know, tighter or adding splicing in like in the beginning, I was splicing in a lot of movie clips while we were like talking about it. So I would have I to go I to YouTube. I don't know how this guy edits this. I would, I would take, just like let it all be recorded and just split it out as one file. Yeah, it's so I would intuitive. go to I would go to YouTube and I would grab the audio file from like a trailer, and then I'll take the audio file, put it in Adobe Audition. And then splice it in, like I'll fade it in, fade out, like I'll fade in, fade out stuff, and then yeah. Well, that's the thing. You would have to, you would have to actually do it to know what you're talking about, because I know exactly what you're, I know exactly what you're saying, <laughs> Ernie. Yeah. You, you don't know. <laughs> I've I've no. tried, and I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. Ernie tried, tried to do. Like, he he recorded. <laughs> I recorded. I recorded a fantasy football draft, and I was trying to edit it. I was like, oh. I don't have time to do this. I can't do this. I'm not even going to try to do this. Well, my question for you is when you first started doing the show, because I experienced this myself, so I don't know if you all experienced this also, but when you first hear the sound of your voice, like your own voice, 
and all the dumb things you might say, all the some of the smart things you might say, but it's mostly negative where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. It's just like I I should probably stop saying this. I should probably stop saying that. How much of that did y'all experience when you first started it? All the time. I still I still feel the same way when I listen to myself. Ernie has a nice I think he has a good mm-hmm. radio voice. Rahila used to say she liked Ernie's voice. I She's probably still does. I hate I don't. My voice, I hate my register. Like, I feel like I have this, like, kind of high-pitched low voice. I don't know how to describe it. It's like... Talk to, we, I talk too slow. I Like, <laughs> and my thoughts are there, and I just can't, I can't get them. <laughs> I feel like I'm on point, and then when I listen to myself, I'm like, wow. I can attest <laughs> to that because I'll we do this sign-off where I'll be like, I'm Steve, and then Ernie's supposed to go, I'm Ernie. I'll go, I'm Steve. Oh my God. And I'll literally, it'll be like 10 seconds, and then Ernie will be like, I'm Ernie. And I'm like, bro. And I literally have to go in the editing process and cut out yeah. the silence on, to you move. You can edit that. You can edit that. Speed up my voice. It's so annoying. Yeah. Why don't why didn't y'all practice? No, I remember that. I remember your first episodes. Y'all would try to do the, hey, this is Steve. Hey, this yeah. is Ernie. Y'all would never be on point. Never. It. it would never, never like, in sync. Why didn't y'all practice? <laughs> never thought to practice? No, we don't practice anything. I'm we like, don't... Steve can take care of it. Clean it up, the editing. Well, honestly, that was that was kind of the, the beauty of the podcast because I really did get the feel that you two were sort of just, you know, two friends coming together, putting this together, just having some fun. So I did, I actually appreciated, cause I, and I also think you two have evolved uh, since you first started. When you first started, the scale you were using for movies was what was it like one to ten or one to a hundred and then it changed to something else yeah um what what was that what's the scale i feel like it's i feel like it's been so long since we've done a a real movie review i i would honestly i'd have to go back and listen i don't remember when we changed it but we were doing like one to ten but then i felt like it wasn't enough to capture Yeah. yeah we needed like more we did i think we went to one to a hundred yeah, I mean, it's like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. We're just like, oh, let's copy yeah, them. Yeah, we basically just copied. <laughs> no, nah, but no, 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 no. So when I first, the, one of the reasons why I got hooked is because it sounded like you two, you were okay with using Rotten Tomatoes, but I think you all knew that most of the stuff that they post on there is bullshit. And I think yeah. that yeah. that got acknowledged. And if somebody's mm-hmm. being honest about that, I'm this, these, these are two guys that I can listen to and trust. If they notice that Rotten Tomatoes is bullshit, yeah. Oh, it yeah. Times is. It's the worst. I, there was a time when Rotten Tomatoes was really good. Like I think when Rotten Tomatoes first came out, mm-hmm. before they got bought by one of the major yeah. movie companies, they were really good, very accurate. I could always trust Rotten Tomatoes. But now it's like there's nothing that doesn't get above eighty percent that isn't fresh. Mm-hmm. Like everything that comes out is fresh, and you're like, yeah. that's such bullshit. I usually stick to Metacritic now if I'm like. Is there a new show I should be like watching? Usually I'm looking on Metacritic for that. So talk a little bit about <clears throat> we're assuming here the movie industry will come back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what ideally what do you guys want your show? Because I can I could probably summarize what the show is about. Movies and TV shows. Yeah. Do you see yourselves going any other direction outside of movies and TV? go earn i mean so movies i feel like in tv were just kind of like the general like that's almost something that's universally people do 
But then there are little things within our podcast that we talk about, which I feel like food is a big thing. And then we started going to a little bit with politics. And now with everything that's going on, I mean, just social social issues are what sometimes we tend to talk about more that people like whatever's kind of the the social like what's relevant right now is what we want to talk about yeah well, I, yeah go ahead steve no i mean I, I feel like movies and tv shows are just like a vehicle for us to just mm-hmm. riff off a lot of different things like because like Ernie and I, we talked about this initially, like how structured of a format we wanted to have. And it felt like we were going to get, I mean, I just know for us, because we don't take this that seriously, like we're not trying to monetize it. Like it's basically just like a fun thing we're doing just with our friends and family and people that know us. Like we weren't trying to like make it big or anything. I feel like if we had, we would have been more like, okay, we really need to segment, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you look at the time length, yeah, we'd have topics and we'd segue and we'd have like strict time limits. So we keep the pod like real tight between this much time to this much time. And like, we just never did. So, I mean, it's honestly, whatever we're, whatever is interesting to us that me and him would just discuss between ourselves anyway, we're just like, okay, because sometimes we'll be on the phone talking and yeah. and Ern will be like, no, 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 let's just save this for the pod. Like, let's just save this conversation <laughs> for the pod. And I, it's because it's like we already know, like, we're both feeling spicy about it. Like, OK, I got some thoughts and you got some thoughts. OK, yeah, yeah let's let's just save this for for the pod because, yeah, we, we have some things to talk about. So yeah. we've been doing that. And, then you know, we brought on people, especially when like. Me too was happening or stuff like that. We wanted to like we were like okay, me and him, yeah, we you, we're not the people. We're the right like people two to be dudes about can't talk. We probably need to bring like a female voice on here. Like we and so like that you know my friend Larry came on when we talked about Black Lives Matter. We were like, well, me and you can talk about Black Lives Matter, but neither of us are black, so you know we probably should bring someone in who is like has the experience and insight and like can add to the conversation. Otherwise, it's just two Indian guys talking to each other about something that, you know, we have some like we have some knowledge about just in the fact that we are also have darker skin. And so maybe we experience some tangential things, but it's definitely not the same, you know, like all experiences of people of color are not the same. I mean, it's like, you know, and I think that's obvious. So it's like we yeah, we wanted to bring other people on and then. You know, we brought B on, who is the guy who does the sports pod, the mm-hmm. DC yeah. sports pod that kind of inspired Ernie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a big like movie guy, too. So we bring him on during the Oscars because he does like a whole spreadsheet and he's very organized about it. So I love that guy's episode. Yeah. Oh, I, love yeah. His episode. He's, I mean, that's, he's awesome. He's probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like a he's a real podcaster, too. Like he mm-hmm. he has like a big he has a big sports one. he has a big sports DC following sports dc yeah. sports following so um so yeah he he's really good so i mean yeah you know topic wise it feels like with coronavirus it's like <laughs> coronavirus me and Ernie, we've talked about movie. like are we ever going to go back to split screen and it's kind of like uh, we don't even know. at some point but you know i'm not comfortable going to the theater yet mm-hmm. you haven't been to any theaters no mm-hmm. 
Dude, I saw Tenet three, four weeks ago when I went to Virginia. Yeah. My last episode I filmed in uh, in Richmond. I saw Tenet. Oh, yeah. Oh. See, I'm, I was debating going to see that. That that was the movie I thought would maybe take he me back. He was looking but, forward to that for a but while. I, but I, I don't think I could do it. Like, I just... Yeah. I feel like my risk... I feel like I'm... There's just too many... Like mm-hmm. people that I am like, I go to my mom's at least once a week, you know, and like usually she wants to like give me food there. So I have to take my mask off when I get in there and I'm eating. And so and then, you know, like that's usually the only place indoors that I go with anyone, you know. And so her and then I know my family's getting together for Thanksgiving and I'm just like, I don't know how. I was like, I can do with, I can put up movies to the side for a while until yeah. I feel like I'm vaccinated or, you know, yeah. we figured this out to some degree. It felt okay because there were, uh, this is no exaggeration. There were literally four people in the entire theater. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was no one in there. I believe so, it. <laughs> if you, if you use like your Fandango app or something, you can see how many people have signed up. Yeah, at least yeah. register for the movie. And if it's only like two people in there, you might want to. I mean, here's the thing, though. So I'm, I'll just tell you now. Tenet was. It was good. I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. It was good. But I think the wait, the four month, five month wait for the movie to come out just mm-hmm. kind of kind of ruined it. I feel like it if it came out it when up. it was supposed yeah. to. That had yeah. a lot of hype. Yeah, there was a lot of hype I'm already going kinda, in. I've already kind of come down on my hype of it because I'm just not expecting. I was expecting a lot from that, but yeah. No, it's it's still it's still yeah, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure. It I'm, is. Not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but it, it yeah. was good. But I think you have to take into account the fact that you've had to delay by like mm-hmm. five months before right. you were even able to see it. And, it, uh, and like the mood of the country is like we're all like feeling a lot different about like it's kind of like how there were movies pre 9/11. That like came out after 9-11 and then when you saw them you were like who wants to watch this corny shit like we just had a terrorist <laughs> attack like yeah. I don't want to watch Hulk Hogan be a step parent to some like you know what I mean like I, no one wants to watch this corny nonsense right now we're like in the middle of a damn war you know like it feels like that like there's some things that you're just like coronavirus is out like we need yeah. content that kind of matches the you know like it has to be it has to fit the mold kind of you know like i don't know i've just been oh, watching hey. tv shows uh yeah, yeah what tv shows Think, what tv shows you're watching that's good lord bird showtime miniseries about john brown starring ethan hawk super good highly recommend <laughs> good lord brown what good lord good lord showtime. bird good lord it's on bird. showtime yeah every oh, time yeah. i'm ready to like watch that i'm like this looks too heavy i can't i'm gonna be asleep it's not even the thing it's the thing is it's not even heavy it's, it's like kinda, it looks good I might it's a, it's it's a period piece but it's done in like a very kind of like fanciful way like the music isn't like heavy or anything all right so <laughs> if you if you guys have been watching tv shows do you uh-huh. have outside of good lord bird uh-huh. good lord bird right what mm-hmm. other stuff have y'all watched that was pretty good that you would recommend to people to watch while we uh, suffer through the coronavirus so, epidemic? So I'll give you one. So because me, for me now, like an hour long sometimes is just too much. I- I'm all about shorter shows that I can just, I could watch four, like half an hour shows before I'd watch like an hour or two hours of 
a longer show. So my show that I've been watching, I finished finally finished season two, is Rami. It's a half an hour show. It's a comedy. <laughs> I already know Steve. <laughs> Rami, Rami's my show though. I I'm a. I can understand his critique about it, but uh, let's see what he has to say about it. What, what is Hulu. the critique? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Rami's fine. It's a there's it's a decent seasons. show, but the guy is insufferable. The main like, character. Is you're gonna the the main character. You just hate him. I hated him. All I thought at some point there's gonna be some kind of redemption. Like no, <laughs> he's just a terrible person. But they make you want to not think he's a terrible person. I and I feel like a lot of Walter White vibes in that sense like i don't know why people like this guy so much because i hate him like i never understood why people loved walter white i thought he's like the biggest asshole i hope all the bad things in the world happen to him i'm glad when they do like same with rami rami makes terrible decisions selfish decision after another he no regard to other people but they make him out to be some kind of sympathetic character it's like get the fuck out of here you, you're not you think they make him out to be sympathetic though? yeah mm-hmm they know. try. He he's like I, the protagonist. I you're like rooting the, for him. You're I mean, rooting the for main him. Character. I don't know if you're necessarily rooting, but I like the the, the people around him more so. In the it's show. a well made show family. though. Like it's an interesting show. When I started watching it, like I was like, oh, it's not bad. Like it's a good. I definitely like season one better than season two. Same. Yeah. Well, the I think the draw to those shows because there's another one that uh, just came to my Fleabag. On, oh, uh, yeah, money. Fleabag's yeah. good. That's another That's one, great... Walter White. That's another one of those shows where you have she like is a kind of person. She is kind of like that, mm-hmm. but Fleabag is way better, I feel. Or at least the entire arc of the show, it left me way more satisfied than the end of season two of Rami. You just, yeah, Fle- you just didn't like that show. <laughs> Fleabag, Fleabag I, I started. I like it. I just haven't gotten through it. There's two seasons, right? Yeah. yeah. You haven't finished? No. Wow. I like that's it, another. Though. That's another like short it. show. No, I know. I like. I'm all about the short shows, right? Ernie now. put me on Cobra Kai. <laughs> he was watching remember, it back yeah. when it was on YouTube. Cobra Kai on YouTube, but and I started yeah. watching it a couple like last month or a few weeks ago. It's just a fun show. It's a fun Something, show. Yeah. It's got like Stranger Things vibes, but not horror. It's like if you want like 80s throwback 80s feel. Throwback, yeah. It's got a lot of that, but it's it's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, you know, flea bag, flea bag for me. I, that is one of the, like I'm 32 years old. I I feel like that is going to be one of the most memorable shows I can re- until I see something else, of course. But I really, really like that show. I yeah. really, really liked it. The e- the ending of season two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. See the the. That's kind of the problem that I'm having here is like. I always like watching all of these television shows, but I want to go to the actual movies to experience sitting in a movie theater. And that has just been taken away from me. Like where I live now, I have two or three movie theaters for me to choose from. And I can't go to any of them because I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles and I don't know what Maryland looks like now. Are you both in Maryland still? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rates are going up. They're going up a little bit. Everything's going up here. Mm -hmm. Maybe because people are going to movie theaters. I I mean, I, I feel I mean, like it's people, I, I, people, yeah. I feel like people are just—they're done with. They—they they can't take the social. You know, they yeah. can't do it anymore. Like people just like people are just gathering and going to parties again, and mm-hmm. like they're going to like crowded areas indoor. Like I went to—I was walking around downtown Baltimore a few days ago, and like 
inside of bars there's like live mm-hmm. music being played yeah. people dancing it's all indoors i mean no one's wearing do, masks people some people are i feel like people are wearing masks more no one but... was wearing the masks in those bars i looked inside <laughs> like nobody what inside nobody. inside they were like it's a they're literally live music people dancing and like I saw one guy with a mask dancing <laughs> with this other girl. I almost wanted to take a picture because it looked so like 2020. Like it was just this old guy dancing with this girl and he had like a mask like come down below his nose <laughs> and he's like dancing and like no, he's the only one in there with a mask on. I was like, yeah, yeah, not worth courage. it to me, bro. Well, depend depends on. You said this guy was old. Like I, I don't know if that was like his first date, his wife or you know, new girlfriend or something. Like, Maybe I, I guess I just I, I just miss, for I me miss this... going to the I miss going to the theater though, definitely. Yeah, yeah I was trying to experience. convince this guy to do a drive through drive through the theater. Oh, I don't miss doing that. I've done that before. It wasn't good. I, I've never done it. I wanted. I did to try not have it. a good experience that time. Ernie didn't want to do it. I've what been to like I've it? been to like three or four times. Well. I didn't like it was a it was a summertime and it was hot and there were just bugs everywhere. It was there's three movies. We watched three movies and I can't I can't do like I was done after oh, the no. first movie. Oh well I can Ernie, only that's do a whole another Ernie, that's a whole another issue with you, man. Like I listen, I listen to your show and the first three episodes you fall asleep <laughs> during the movie and then you come on and try to give a rating for the movie. <laughs> If it puts me to sleep, it's obviously not good. So <laughs> every movie, um, then yeah. every movie, <laughs> every movie. If something's good, you're not going to fall asleep. No, not I you. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I can't remember what the movies were, but some of them were good, and you fell asleep. And I'm like, you definitely <laughs> fell asleep through some movies that were good for sure. I'll wake up and rewind it back to the <laughs> part that I need to get. Yeah, so, okay, so that's the movie experience we're missing. Do you all see, because people are talking about the movie industry not coming back, like in theaters. I think AMC is closing down a ton of theaters, and they're saying by the end of the year they might close down for good. Um, Do y'all see that happening for good? Go for it, Steve. I think some of the smaller private, you know, like mom-and-pop theaters will close for good. I think that's true. I think some of the larger theaters will they'll probably pay rent and keep their buildings or leases on whatever spaces they're using for the foreseeable future. And I think honestly, as soon as this whole thing is over, we're going to see like a mad dash of like people traveling, people going places, people going to theaters. We're like, if there's going to be, it's going to be insufferable. You're going to wish Corona was back. Cause like, no one wants to be in like a packed theater. It's gonna be on a weekday. You're gonna go on a Tuesday night, and it's gonna be packed when Corona's over. I mean, that's it'll feel good because you're like, thank God, like it's nice to finally see people and get out again. But you know, it's gonna be crowded. Like I, I feel like things will come back. It just, yeah, because I don't. Do. I think I think the end is within we're within a year or so of this whole thing kind of being over. I think by Christmas time next year, I think we'll be back in seeing movies in theaters. I don't see it, man. Next Christmas? You don't think so? I feel like the whole movie industry needs to just pivot how they do things and just make them for direct people at home. Yeah. 
Oh, what happens to the movie no. experience, though? Ernie? Yeah, man. What happens to the? I mean, yeah. what to the experience? people enjoy so you, that. So, okay, so you feel like I feel like movie theater experience was even before coronavirus was starting to decline a little bit. It was. Like now they have they make it more about the food and things you get and look, there's not as much seating because more and more people were staying at home with all these things that are coming to Netflix to TV and I understand you still will have that movie experience but I feel like the movie industry should take advantage of like people being at home more earn but and... didn't you think that they were kind of like we were going to theaters where they were like serving food, where the yeah. seats were like luxurious. Mm -hmm. Like they were changing I the more, experience. I go more for that. Yeah, that's. That but I felt movie. like movie theaters were pivoting to that, so that it was like more of that kind of experience. It was not the so much of the standard seating. It was more wider seating. You're paying more, mm -hmm. but you're getting a better overall experience that beats sitting in your couch. I thought those yeah. were going to start rising like that kind of like they were changing the way movies theaters were going to be. I just feel like with like technology, what you can like TVs are so inexpensive, like nice TVs are inexpensive at home. I mean, you basically have like theaters in your home now with like 70, 80 inch, theater, you know, inch TVs being so cheap. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like. I'm less likely to go to the theater. I mean, I miss it, and I might do it, like, here and there, but I feel like I'm just going to be more at home now watching these things. No, I agree. I think there's going to be, be there's gonna be a percentage of people, such as yourself, Ernie, that fall asleep in movie theaters anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. I mean, if they you don't... have family and kids and stuff, <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be more convenient to be able to just, like, start a movie at home, pause it, go take care of your kids, come back, finish the movie or whatever, versus like, I got to get a babysitter, take care of my kids, then go get dressed, like go to the theater, watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's an experience to that, but I think, do you want to put off not watching this movie indefinitely because you can't get babysitters and all this other stuff lined up so you can go out? Like, I don't like know. I, I think movies should have it available both ways. Like, Should they charge as much as like because Mulan came out direct and it was like thirty dollars and I was like that's insane. Oh, that was that was not worth it. And they got I think they got uh, I don't, I, th I don't think they made their money back in in the U.S. Good because it was terrible. It was terrible. I heard it was but terrible. If, what if they? What <laughs> if it was a good movie though? You think that something like that would be thirty dollars worth? Yeah. No, I, I might have paid. I might have paid thirty dollars for Tenant. Yeah, I would have paid thirty dollars if they released Tenant. I, I might have paid thirty bucks for that because they need, they probably needed to do that like, anyway. I mean, you I think could watch it with a few people too. It's it's like pay per view, you know. You don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but the thing is, is who's gathering like that now? I mean, I, mean, I'm not I guess now, but I'm saying no, like in the future. I or, can see that in the future, if you're able to like pay thirty dollars and you and all your friends go to someone's house and watch it. Okay, that. Makes well, I heard sense. movie theaters are kind of doing that as well. Like you can get a group and basically rent out the the theater for your group of people mm. dude i would I, I would rent out a theater i think it's a hundred dollars i would yeah. rent out a theater just for myself i would <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. i used to go to theaters <laughs> when i lived in boston there were these little tiny independent theaters and i would go to the like eleven thirty show at night and it would just be me <laughs> in there i'd go i'd watch all these indie movies by myself it was 11 amazing PM or AM? Yeah, PM. I need to just do the AM. 
matinee style. <laughs> oh, I can't watch movies when there's sunlight. All right, we're gonna there's have no to get sunlight you some. in the theater. There's no sunlight in the theater. <laughs> no, but no. Your, your circadian rhythm, Ernie, your circadian rhythm might be more. Oh, be don't more even alive. get. I mean, don't even get Ernie started on his circadian my, rhythm. My rhythm has been off since college. <laughs> this guy literally texted last night at two forty-five, asking if we were on playing video games. He was like, "Are you guys, uh, you guys ready to go? I'm getting on right now." Yeah, but you guys were, were on. You were on. Yeah, 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 AM. <laughs> Ernie, you but got you kids, man. You can't be you up at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> they're asleep, so when they when they get, when they're asleep, then I can do stuff. <laughs> Wait, do you do you get me? You married? You got kids? You get in trouble? Like trouble? You know what I mean by trouble, right? No, no, you get no in I trouble know. When you play video there, games? there have been times, but I feel like as a whole, no. I mean. Ernie splits it up pretty up. well. I he divides up. it. He won't ever play games when kids are awake or he's got wife is awake. <laughs> it's yeah. all like when they're all asleep. That's when he the, gets what, what hurts I is if I, if I don't get it. Like if I if the video games like cause me to not wake up and do what I have to do, then that's when I get in trouble. This guy can operate on like minimal sleep, bro. It's it's fantastic it's amazing i mean it's superpower. harder it's harder as you get older no i, I know I, I sometimes only get maybe four hours of sleep and i can go like the yeah. whole day but look man as uh, steve and i are both child and adolescent psychiatrists i think look man much respect to you for uh showing grown men with kids and a wife how to play their video games uh, yeah. responsibly <laughs> much respect. Ernie is, uh, yeah i do i do look at Ernie so, and i'm like well maybe it's maybe i can still play I video mean, games one day you <laughs> know that's definitely the one thing out of coronavirus like probably the top thing is i can't believe how much video games i've been playing since coronavirus <laughs> has started do you need I, to talk to me and steve on a professional level about <laughs> having i issues? mean i i I didn't think I thought that I was done. I thought I was never gonna play video games again. Yeah, I had I had all the systems and I had like games that I just never played, and I was like, man, I'm I'm old. I'm over it now. And then somehow I'm back, back into it. Corona brought him <laughs> back. One of the positives. Look, man, I understand. I bought an Xbox when I moved to Maryland, and I think yeah. I told Steve this. I bought an Xbox and I played. Um, I think it was Madden. The Madden that came out mm-hmm. in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. I, I turned it on this first time I played in years. First time I played in years. I turned it on. I looked at the clock. It was maybe 9 a.m. I looked back over at the clock. It had to have been 4 p.m. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. I remember you telling me this. And like I just you played I, like 12 hours. It played like some crazy amount straight. Oh, my yeah. God. I, yeah, I used to do that when I was younger. And um I got to the point where I, you know, after high school, you get into college, you're about to actually do something with your with your life. It's yeah. not like high school work anymore. So mm-hmm. I had to put it away. Best decision I ever made. But I cannot. I don't think I can get a PlayStation Five. Dude, I'm, I don't think I'm, I can do it. I'm going to. I'm going to build a gaming computer. Like I have a gaming computer, but it's. I mean, it's old. Like I built it in 2014. I'm. I'm building a. Once I start working. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gaming computer is. for work. That this I guy bought a gaming. <laughs> he has a gaming laptop. This guy bought a gaming laptop. My God! I have to just because all we're playing is Warzone, Call of Duty. That's all we're playing now. So it's like, 
we uh i'm like uh, keyboard mouse is just beats mm-hmm. the pants off of controllers I mean, when it comes back to, to college. that's how i used to play in college keyboard mouse so yeah yeah, yeah I don't, look. for for xbox for me it's more i use that as kind of just as media player but uh, yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be getting the new one i don't think i am because everything's cross play. everything's cross play now you know oh you're, you're like the playstation the only better. the only reason I think I was able to stop is because I hate the Xbox controller. Like I I absolutely hate it. I'm used to the PlayStation controller and I can play yeah. the PlayStation, but I hate the Xbox controller with a passion. So I think I was able to separate <laughs> myself. Once you get used to <laughs> right. one controller, once like yeah, I I don't I don't know if I can go. I don't know if I could go to a PlayStation controller. I've been playing on an Xbox controller for so long. Yeah. I feel like I, they did that on purpose. <laughs> like they designed them differently. So that it's not easy to like switch Just back switch. and forth. Yeah. I feel like I that's think I have um, an addictive personality. Whereas, it, so I, I taught myself how to play chess like a few months ago, and they have an app that you can play chess on. It's just it's just a game app where you can log on, you can play different people across the country. The same mm-hmm. thing happened where I would play from like nine a.m. and I would look at the clock, and it's just. Oh my God, yeah. what just happened with the time? So, you know, when you have an addictive personality like that, you just, you, you can't, you just can't, you can't even allow yourself to. to <laughs> I play made a rule I so. can't put games on my phone because that, that's what will happen. Candy Crush, bro, that killed me, man. <laughs> Candy, <laughs> Candy Crush. <laughs> I had to delete that. It was thing such a quick. mindless game. I had to <laughs> yeah, stop. I it's was all like, about mindless. And now but I have whenever... a mindless app now. But whenever I feel like there's a game or someone that's like, there's obviously like they're just taking it like Candy Crush and those kind of games that are endless. Like there's just endless levels. They just go on forever. Like I just knew that like I, I, I was like, I see where this game is going. There's no way to actually win. So I that instantly turns me off from those games. There's Isn't no the joy. Call of Duty, though. Warzone. No, because Call of Duty Warzone, I'm playing with you guys. Like, if you're you guys the weren't there, social. I would stop playing. Yeah. yeah. Games, to me, now are completely social things. Like, I will play a first-person game if it has a story and a beginning and an ending. And it's like, I can finish it. I can finish the game. I can get all the items. I can level up my player and then be done with it. And, like, I'll buy a game then. But... Or the other way I'll get a game is if it I can play with other people. Like League of Legends, I have it because I have friends that play it. Warzone, Call of Duty, I only have it because I have friends that play. Like if I was the only one playing it, I wouldn't play. So if y'all are y'all are playing video games and why? Which shows? We got to bring it back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to split screen. I got a few other shows. You want some more this show wrecks? Yeah, absolutely, man. So this this uh, is your this is your job. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of The Boys on Amazon. Um, it's a comic book, you know, but it's a little different. And um, I like how they they the it's only two seasons, so I was into we have that. A, we have a mutual uh, college friend that works on that show. Bro, oh, yeah. I met mm-hmm. um, what's uh, what's the character that doesn't speak on the boys? Her name it's Karen Fukuhara. I know her. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Name, but uh-huh. I don't know her character name. Yeah, yeah. So I played her. I played her in chess a few months ago. Ah, actually, ah, nice. Cause I, oh, I, I nice. met a girl that I met a girl that's friends with her, and I played her yeah, on yeah. that online app that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She beat me. <laughs> what what chess me. app do you use? I used to uh, play. Chess. I, I, I played chess. Yeah. Ernie plays oh, chess. You, 
Don't tell me that, Ernie. Don't. Oh, my God. I walked away, man. I walked away. I took it off my phone, too, but I played a lot because I used to play a lot, too. Yeah, but the boys, I agree with you. That's a great show. And, and uh, I, I can't remember a character's name, but she's real nice. So I would definitely recommend that for multiple reasons. Yeah. She she beat me that one time, but I, I she was beating me the second game, and then I drew her. I got her back. In chess, when you actually draw somebody, this is what I've learned. If you're down and you get a draw, that's kind of a win almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very proud of myself for doing that. What, what other shows are you recommending? You got any more, Steve? Well, I'm looking at my app. I have like an app that like I track my shows with. I mean, I'm so behind on shows. So the thing with shows is hard is there's so many. I feel like there's so many good ones. And Fargo. I just don't have enough time to watch all of them. Fargo, Fargo. with uh, Chris the Rock. New season, Chris the Rock. new season has Chris Rock, and he, it's actually pretty good. I mean, so Fargo, the TV show. I watched show, season one, and each I thought it was really di- good. Mm-hmm. Each season's like a different show. Like each season, it's different like cast. it's a totally different cast, a new story, everything, which is I love that about that show because – it's basically like a mini series every year, but it kind of keeps some of the same Fargo thematic kind of zany, like dark humor about it. Um, Fargo, yeah, the new season's good. Jason Schwartzman, Chris Rock, um, what's his name from uh, the U.S. Marshal from Tennessee? What's that dude's name? <laughs> You know who I'm talking about, right? I have no idea. No. He had his own no show. Clue. Oh my gosh. I always The thing about Chris guy. Rock is Chris Rock has always been he's been a leading man in a lot of his movies, but he's a terrible actor. But I watch him nonetheless. He's he's I like watching Chris Rock. He's a horrible actor. <laughs> yeah. This is know. more of like a serious role for him too, right? It's quasi serious. Oh, it's quasi. Yeah. I think he's probably going to do well. I think he's going to do well. I shouldn't say he's a terrible actor. I should probably say he's not he's not going to win an Oscar. He's a comedian that acts and I should respect him more. I I, mm-hmm. I take what back what I just said. Yeah, he's trying, I'm you know. Very he's diplomatic. trying to do that whole Robin Williams or um you know, Bill Murray. Like those guys were able to kind of transition to the more serious stuff. Timothy Olyphant. I realized that I have more fun and I enjoy watching more like the anticipation for a show than the actual, like trailers. I'd rather just watch trailers and TV. Yeah, I love trailers too. Yeah, trailers are show great. previews. The actual never live up to what it what it is. The trailer for Batman, um, Dark Knight, yeah, I think was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> don't I get my ready. hopes up. Don't <laughs> See, get my. Exactly. I'm not. No, I don't. I don't want to watch trailers for things I already know I'm gonna watch. Dude like I, trailer. Looks I know good. I'm gonna watch the next Batman, so I there's no I don't want to even watch the trailer because it's either gonna get my hopes up or I'm gonna know the whole movie immediately. Like I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna be like, oh, this is how the movie goes, and I'm gonna figure it out in the middle of watching it. Like, no. So then, are you blind. are you more likely to watch a show if you get a good recommendation, or if I have matter? if I have no interest in watching a, a show and then I see a trailer that's good then then potentially I could become interested. But if it's like, let's say it's something I already know I'm going to watch. It's a Batman. It's a new Star Wars. It's, you know, something interesting that I'm like, I'm, I know for sure I'm going to watch this at some point. Then I don't want to watch the trailer. Like, I don't want to watch the Mandalorian trailers. Like, I'm already going to watch the Mandalorian. You don't have to show me the trailer. Mandalorian, that's coming out the end of this month. 
couple the next week. It's gonna be yeah. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, me too. I hope it doesn't fall off. I watched Mandalorian too. I hope it doesn't fall off. Yeah, I hope um, so. I'll give you all one that you might think is weird. Lovecraft. Wait, your country? your mic mm-hmm. is uh, your sound's kind of low now. Yeah, mine just went low. Yeah, yeah it, it all of a sudden went low. It sounds like you're speaking in the background. Oh crap. That's not good. Well, no, it's probably still recording. Am I still is it still low? That's better a little bit. Oh, I probably it's a just little need to be bit, close. But, like, you know how when you talk the yellow ring comes around your screen? Yeah. Like I don't see it popping up when you talk. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Now it, we it's can better. hear you now. Yeah, it's whatever you just, whatever just happened, just yeah. It's back. It was probably the internet. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. I told you this is going to happen. It's probably the yeah. internet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so Lovecraft Country is a yeah, show y'all might. I like, I, I watched. Uh, okay, wait. I wanted, I want. Yeah, yeah let me hear Thomas knows. Thomas knows. Let's hear his thoughts. thoughts. I, I've only watched the first two episodes. Oh, that's why you still like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I liked the first episode. The second one was, and I, after the second one, I haven't watched it, so. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the problem. It just, um. Who's the who's the producer on the show that's all also a director for um Jordan or Peele? Jordan oh, he's Peele. A, he's one of the producers for it, yeah. He he's a weird guy, man. He's so he's weird. weird. I like what he does, but I think there's a couple times where he just takes it to a level of weirdness much. where I don't yeah. understand why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. But from M. what Night. I've heard Oh, like M Night Shyamalan? M Night yeah. all over again. Just get a little hype, do do a couple good projects, and then you just take it too far. You're like, oh, I guess I can just do whatever my I little... Mean, I I feel like part of that is because it's an HBO show, too, though. But what, what like... are the comic books about, though? The comic books for Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. were weird, I thought, too. So he might be on brand with what the comic books are doing. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, I'll forgive comic. him. Yeah, it's a comic or a graphic novel or something yeah, like that, a or a book. Novel. Uh, yeah, so that I will forgive him for that, but it just feels like Jordan so again you is like the whole season. Then no, I have one more episode left, and I'm I'm forcing myself to watch that. Oh, it's just one of those situations man, that's where not, that's not that's getting me episode three. No, that's, that's not, not a good review. Episode no, See, after, I, was, I, I was gonna watch it, and then Ernie was like, "I watched the first one; it was good. It was kind of like Indiana Jones." And then he saw the second one, and he was kind of like, "Well." This one's kind of like uh, True Blood, and I'm not feeling it. And I was like, okay, that's not making me want to start a new show like that. Yeah, True Blood, after season two or three, I just couldn't watch yeah, that True crap Blood, anymore. No, but after after episode five or six, it's just like, this is, this is actually too weird for me. I've heard <laughs> so is... many people say so many different things about this show. That's why I'm like kind of intrigued. But yeah, I've heard the same things. It's just like so it's a little too much. Yeah, it's too much. I think that's a good phrase uh, for for Lovecraft Country. And my friend told me about a show called I May Destroy You that I may uh, watch. I think I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. Sounds violent, it, but um, What is that about? I have no clue, but she recommended it to me, and what I usually do when people recommend stuff to me is I'll keep it in mind and then I'll see it, and if I have time, then I'll turn it on. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Fleabag. That's what happened with me actually listening to the Joe Rogan podcast for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's just somebody will say it to me, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me take a couple minutes and just just try this out. So, oh um, yeah, this I'm, show. I have I'm looking. About I'm looking forward to this show called Your Honor on Showtime. Walter White. Oh, 
They're doing another one with Brian Cranston. Oh, I thought you were saying they did a. It's called Your Honor, just from the trailer. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'll wait till the meta. (laughs) I'll wait till meta says something. You know what movie I saw recently that was actually better than I thought it would be? It was Terminator Dark Fate. I saw it. Better than I thought it would be. You saw it? You see it? Yeah. It's better than I I thought it would be. I mean, it is. It is. I didn't really know what to expect after some of the other Terminators that came out. Because are you a big Terminator? Like, I, I love the the second one, you know, right? Like, that's like one of the... Yeah, I've seen all of them. But the, mm-hmm. the middle ones are the middle ones are notably worse. Yeah. But, uh, this one was surprisingly okay. Like, the um, the lady that played the... Uh, the um, She's not an android, but she's like a... Yeah. She's like the $6 million woman or whatever. They mm-hmm. put her together. She was yeah. very good. I liked her intensity. She was a great actress. So I, I liked the acting in the movie. But it was a Terminator movie, is what you would expect. Y'all seen Social Dilemma? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. I haven't. Yeah, it was like I saw a lot of hype about it. Like I saw it was like Netflix was promoting it a lot about it. Basically, it was it seemed like one of those get off of social media because it's rotting your brain kind of. Yeah, Steve, you and me, we're probably going to know everything like 90 percent of the stuff that's going to be in. in Yeah. documentary but the funny thing is when people talk about the social dilemma they are still doing the exact same things that they were doing before they watched (laughs) the social dilemma it's changed nothing right it's essentially changed nothing yeah i mean people were talking about it on social media right like that's like if i know people (laughs) talked about it it's not it's not like i heard it from them calling me on the phone it's because they posted about it on social media so it's I mean, like one of those things where you re- you watch a a movie about animal cruelty and you're like, man, that's so sad. We really should do something about factory farming, and then you're gonna still go out to McDonald's and. <laughs> All right. So, any other recommendations before we switch gears? I mean, movies. I feel like is. I was looking it, back at just, my list. Yeah. I haven't seen a movie like. Double oh seven, bro. What's that? Double oh seven. Oh. It looks good. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm trying to remember. I feel like. I like Daniel Craig as 007. I He's do, really but I fun. feel like they've been making him such a weird 007. Like, <laughs> ever. I, I loved um his first one, you know, with uh, Ava Green and. Um, 007 or Mission Impossible? What do you like? 007, better? for sure. I've been watching 007 since I was like a kid, since Sean oh. Connery. Ooh, I don't know about that. I know the new the new oh, 007s. No. The new 007s I would put T- up against Mission Impossible. TNT and TBS, they'd put all those 007s. Like, they'd do a week of 007, James Bond. I would sit there and watch all of them religiously. I love that. Yeah, but if you Mission- took the top if you took the top 007s and you took, like, the top three against the top three Mission Impossibles. 007. Who do you? 007. Mission Impossible. I don't for know. Me, I, for I, me, it's like I, a coin flip. I feel like some of them are dude, good, Mission but then Impossible some of the, some like of the 007s the are terrible, though. No, there's a lot of bad 007s, but I'm saying yeah. if you took the top three. There's not like, that many, as many 007s. Mission Impossible is like Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 1, and then there's this huge fall off. <laughs> for all of them? Yeah. Mission, no. Impossible, Mission Impossible 1 was like top – 
because I, I used to watch Mission Impossible, the TV show. Like, mm-hmm. I also used to watch that growing up. So I'm very familiar with Mission Impossible. And the first one had the feel of the act. Like, I think now people, when they think of Mission Impossible, they just think of Tom Cruise. And I'm like, no, that's not Mission. Like, Mission Impossible was this classic TV show. And the first movie captured the feel of the TV show. And then the rest of them just became generic action movies with the Ethan Hunt and it's just Mission Impossible. Like, they just have the branding of Mission Impossible, but there's nothing Mission Impossible about the subsequent Mission Impossibles. I've heard that the last... I think I like the, last the last one, one I saw was when he was in Dubai and he was jumping off the... That one was okay. I like the last one, though. I saw, No, but I think there's been two the more since protocol. then. Yeah, I've heard, and I've heard those are good. Like, I've heard they're decent, but... It's kind of like um, yeah, Fast and Furious mm-hmm. or something, you know. Like, oh no no no! Don't don't Fast equate. and Furious don't. Nine or something. <laughs> don't, He's jumping don't out of an that. airplane, doing some crazy. Please, how dare like you, sir? The same. How dare <laughs> you, Sam? Please no, do the, not equate Mission Impossible with the Fast and the Furious series. Don't do just, that. They're making <laughs> too many of them. There was a point when be, they. All, they ended it like Ethan Hunt had like pretty much retired and they kind of tied <laughs> off the story and you're like, okay, nice. Like they ended it nicely. He has a family now. Like it's all great. Like let's move on. Like we don't, this is the problem with movies in general, right? Like we're just rehashing. Every, like there's another Ghostbusters coming out and I love Ghostbusters, but come on, man. Like isn't it's going like to be a, terrible. Isn't that like the, it's like the younger it's like the stranger. They basically took the stranger kid <laughs> things kids and and like put put them in their Ghostbuster uniforms, and they're like Bill Murray is gonna make a cameo or something. Like, it, it, like I, I'm just sick of re, rehashing stuff. I mean, it's I, true. There's not as much originality. They did the Ocean's Nine with the fe- or Ocean's Eight with all female cast that went nowhere. They did Ghostbusters Four all female cast that went nowhere. Not because they're all female, but because they're just unoriginal ideas. Like, give me an original so idea. Do you, so do you appreciate the originality more than if the movie? Like, would you take a remake that's Good. Like, what about The Departed compared to, like... But no one saw the first Japanese <laughs> version of The Departed. Like, you can't take some, like, old yeah, but, night... Like, uh, it's like Ocean's saying... Eleven is a remake of the Ocean's Eleven from how, 40 years before that. But how that. you're saying that these kids out now, they don't know the old ones. They're just seeing the new one, and to them, that's, like, they don't know the old ones. Like, how we know them. But listen, when Ocean's Eleven came out, everyone that even saw the Frank Sinatra Ocean's Eleven said the new one was way better than the old one. No one can say that about the remakes they're doing now. None of the remakes they're making. If they made a Ghostbusters that was better than the originals, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. Because the original's like way up there. It's like a classic movie. (laughs) You know, you got... Dan Aykroyd, no, no, no. Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, like it's just the classic cast and the amazing lines. Like it was way ahead of its time. And now you're what? <laughs> some nonsense dialogue. I mean, put some I logos in there. Hope people go back for nostalgia. But I didn't feel like Ghostbusters, the original ones were all that. Special. Dude, do you know how much money those grossed at the time? No, they were I literally mean, like the top making movies like of all time like, when they came out. That's how popular they were. the time they were really if good. If this next yeah. Ghostbusters came out and I thought it was pretty good, I wouldn't be comparing it to the other one because I didn't have that same feel you do. 
toward the original ones. But that's you. I don't know that's why you. Saying. But I I'm feel saying like that's the, what a lot but, of people know. No, but at the, it's literally the top grossing movie of, of all time when it came out. So a lot of at the it's like a very classic movie. I'm not talking about just like some generic movie. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I didn't like the remakes that they did with the all-female cast. Like, they, they have great talent on those shows, but they just put it together and just put on the Ghostbuster outfits and just... Yeah, I it, mean... It wasn't just, good. It wasn't good. They're using the, like, cachet of the brand to try to sell something that's subpar. It's like, if you're going to do something, it has nothing to do with the cast. It has everything to do with the idea. And the idea is just not a good one. You know, that's why I'm just not I'm like, all we're getting is remake. Like, that's why I'm so glad the Avengers and all that Marvel stuff is like tied off and like like, they're going to come out with a sprinkle here and there. But it's like we no longer have to just get like one after another. Like, let's move on to the the next idea. I I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but that's I mean, to me, like, that's why I will appreciate something like Tenet. Like, I'm about like the director's like. If it's something original, even if it's not necessarily, you know, the great, it still has to be de- good or decent, but. It's going like, to, I, I will Jordan take Peele. an original. I like, that's why I like Jordan Peele stuff. Some I of mean, it's a little fair. out there, but. He goes, he goes yeah. one step. The weirdness just goes too Sometimes far. It's a little <laughs> too weird. No, but television, the only television in general has put out a lot of uh, television. I'm not seeing that many remakes or rehashes. Yeah, television's kind of... Television, there's a whole bunch of original stuff. You know, even Cobra Kai, you can say like, OK, they're kind of doing that thing where they're playing off of Karate Kid. But Karate Kid is like. I mean, it's a, like a cult classic. It's not like one of the great movies of all time or anything, you know, like, but it's like they took an idea and they made it interesting. Whereas like, and like Good Lord Bird, like another interesting concept show, you know, I don't know. All right. All right. So we're going to switch gears. All right. We're going to switch gears. All right. There's a few things I want to cover with you all before we end. Okay. The first thing, talk to me about in and out versus Shake Shack. I'm sure you two, you have to have an opinion on this. I've been going to war with people. I've been going to war with people about this. In and out is overrated. I don't where you stand on this. Oh, okay. I'm telling you now, it's good. (laughs) It's good, but it's overrated. All right, and I just, I wanna hear from two guys. I'm pretty sure y'all have had both, right? Shake Shack and In and Out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where where, where do y'all stand on this? I'm I'm with you on that take, um, but In and Out, I mean they only have it in California, right? So Arizona, I guess they they, they do have Arizona. it they have it at other places now. But mm-hmm. I'm just some people like swear by it, and I think after I living in California, I just I'll have it. It's okay, but I just am not not impressed. So, I don't eat like a lot of beef in general, <laughs> so I'm not the best person. I'm not the biggest in and out truther. And so they're definitely like the spicy chicken, whatever they have at Shake Shack. I'll eat that to whatever's at in and out. I do like the in and out shake, though, the chocolate shake. And I usually get like grilled cheese animal style when I go to in and out. Which is yeah, not I like much. the I, I like the in and out without the meat. <laughs> like the yeah, I like the animal an- style. <laughs> right. Like I like that without the meat. I like that. 
Um, I recently was driving through Texas in the summer and I had Whataburger. They had this Dr. Pepper shake and I thought it was going to be nasty. It was one of the best things I've ever had. Mm. Just FYI, because Texas Whataburger is like their, that's like their novelty fast food restaurant. And it, the shake blew me away. Super I would expect good. that from Texas. I would expect that. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. And I'm a Dr. big Dr. Pepper, Pepper fan, but I just, I was like a shake out of Dr. Pepper. I don't think this is going to be very good. All right, but do, do you have an opinion on one or the other? With I, like Shake or Shake Shack? Shack? I like Shake If I had to yeah. choose one, if I, I had to take choose, Shake I'll take Shake Shack. I think there's more stuff there, but I feel like you're not, you know, you, cause both of you guys are from the East coast. So I, you know, you guys are kind of biased that way. I'm from the West, but I don't really eat in and out food like some of the people who are big in and out truthers. So I'm the opposite of bias, Steve. I'm the opposite of bias. You're from the East Coast. So you grew up there. But Shake Shack Shake Shack is a New York thing. That wasn't something yeah. I grew up with. I didn't yeah, find but, Shake you know, Shack it, until it, I was it filters it filters nah. down the Northeast nah. Corridor nah, first. Nah, nah, That's nah, where nah, you nah, get nah. a lot of that exposure. No, no, no. No, no, no. I know y'all are about Chick-fil-A. That's what the big Maryland Oh, that's the South. DMV. The DMV, all they eat is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A That's is all about the customer South. service, not about their food. Well, they could, they could honestly. Okay, so here's the thing about Chick-fil-A. It's so good that people who, who really care about social rights issues, because you know the own the former owners, they, they're passed yeah. away now, but they mm-hmm. had issues with homosexuals. Yeah. People who are activists still go to Chick-fil-A. The food is so damn good. I mean, why wouldn't you though? Because when people, when people, when there's something associated, like if, um, like if my owner, dentist is a Trump guy, am I not going to go see him? Like, am I going to have to research every people, single, some people, some people do that. That's some ridiculous. That. Like I would literally like every item I own, I'd have to be like, wait, what does the CEO believe when I bought this? Do, do they believe that? Like LGBT rights, I mean, and are they pro like Trump? Comp- comparable product. Sometimes that is the difference. You wouldn't even buy. A, don't buy gas because I bet you every single CEO of a gas company is donating to the Republicans and Trump. So it's like d- no d- one, don't even buy gas anymore. No you know one looks I mean? that up though. No one looks that up. Yeah, like, exactly. No one, no if you didn't gonna... look it up, you wouldn't know. And the His thing cell is, phone. is like, good. Right, no, now, the you, cell phone you, was probably built by slaves in China somewhere. There's the Chinese kids out there manufacturing it. Yeah. Well, um, I I I'm agree. Gonna with you. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna practice. I'm saying like here. I don't think the whole like social economics thing does not make sense. Like trying to buy things in some like economical like in some way that's like socially aware. I feel like it's impossible. Like unless like if Chick Fil A was like. If you're gay, don't buy from our. You can't buy our food, and we won't hire gay people. Then I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to Chick Fil A. But they don't. Like they hire gay people. Um, they don't discriminate who buys their food. So one CEO is like an asshole. Okay, like I can't control all these also. assholes. Like there's assholes at all the tops of everything that we own. Like this uh, microphone might be made by some asshole. Like uh, you know, like I'm not. I don't have time to research every little thing. You know, like. 
there's not enough time in the world. Like, I got to control what I can control. If the food's good, they let everyone eat it and they hire everyone. All right, I'm going to buy the food. Like, that. that's where I come down on that. No, hey, you, that's my whole point. Like, regardless of pe- people actually, ignorance is bliss when it comes to the thing like the cell phone, when it comes to, you know, whatever other CEO of whatever company. People just don't know what their political views are. So they just go, like with the gas, people don't think about it. So they feel fine going to those establishments. But with Chick-fil-A, I think that information was just out there. And yeah, uh, yeah. again, the food is just so good. People that still feel that way will still go and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I'm not, yeah. They were like, people will vote with their wallets. Yeah. Speaking of, um, you know, the cell phone dilemma, you know, in relations to China, we can talk about LeBron James now. Uh, a few months ago. <laughs> that's a segue for people who I like are. It. That was this, I like that segue. <laughs> that was a let segue. Me, let me segue. That I, that I see on ESPN all the time. I just segue there, me, you know? For people segue. who don't know, LeBron James is a social activist. And when, what was his name? Daryl Morey? Daryl yeah, Morey, yeah. right? He said something about the protests in China, and then LeBron James essentially shut him down when the protests in China were essentially about social rights issues. <laughs> well, I, I, there's a lot of, I'll say that this is what happened. The Lakers were already in China when Daryl Morey sent out a tweet about protests in Hong Kong, right? And yeah. then because of that, the Chinese authorities got upset about whatever and they were going to cancel all the games and not show it on Chinese television. And like they were causing a lot of trouble for the two, for the team that was for the Lakers that were in China. Like, and there was some concern about like, well, can we, are we, they going to let us out of the country? Like, you know, there was some, there were a whole bunch of question marks. And so I think from the players or at least from LeBron's standpoint, I don't think he, fully understood what was happening the whole context all he knew was like it was causing his team a lot of problems in the moment because they were in china and so he wasn't happy that some guy's tweet caused all this ruckus while he's in china it wasn't like he's back in la and then he's like what the hell is daryl Morey talking about he's in china and they're like the team is now having games canceled and stuff is happening and they're like lebron james is the guy they always walk to to comment on everything like literally anything happens remember when the bubble came they were like the nba may have to play without without fans lebron's first quote was i'm not playing without fans like this is like people literally hear news run to lebron and ask him a question like lebron what do you think about this it's like bro it literally broke five minutes ago on cnn how the hell is LeBron James going to have an informed opinion about this? Like, I thought it's so ridiculous that people gave LeBron James and continue to give him grief about not having this, like, fully formed, like, Barack Obama opinion about something, like, five seconds after, like, the tweet broke. Like, I was like, this is just a bunch of ways for LeBron haters to just, like, knew, jump on this dude. I knew you were going to go in that direction with your purple and gold on. I knew you were going to do listen. I only hey. use LeBron. I use LeBron because it was a it was a it was a damn good segue. I'm actually quite proud of myself for that segue. But the the other thing I will say is I'm not blaming LeBron. I'm it, the entire NBA is kind of what I'm I'm more so pointing thing. I just use LeBron in this case to make the segue. But the entire NBA, I know they were in China at the time. I know that. But I think my overall point was, I think we know damn well that there's stuff going on in China that is not 
that's not okay. But if they no, say the, something about it, they're going to lose a whole lot yes. of money and a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. I get it. It's a conundrum. Let but me, nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, that, that's that's kind of a problem, man. The, the stuff that is going no, on in China. I, I 100% agree, but I think that the reason the NBA got singled out is because it's a mostly black owned uh black run players black people are mostly in it's minorities that are mostly playing the game there are a whole list of companies that have done the same bullshit as the nba and republicans and trump didn't call out any of them they've like hotel chains that were like apologizing to china for something they said about taiwan airlines american company airlines Movie, movie industries, industry. right? Mulan, Mulan, Disney, right? Yeah. Where's the tweets? Where's the outrage that was directed at the NBA and LeBron? Where's that energy against those companies? I didn't see it. I'm still not seeing it. And I think I know why. Because LeBron James and the NBA are very like pro-social justice. And they're very on the forefront of politics in a way that those other companies are not. Like they don't want to touch it. They literally yeah. want to be neutral. They want they're the Jordan style, like Republicans buy shoes too. like they're just basically like we don't want to mess. We don't want to get rid of any market until American companies stand up for American values. Like there's not we can. I agree with you. The NBA dropped the ball and they are doing it for a profit motive. But I'm saying they're just as culpable as a bunch of other companies and we should call them all out not just the nba because i felt like the nba the, the reason trump and republicans were pointing at the nba is because the nba is very like pro-social justice here in this country and they were like look at this hypocrisy and it's kind of like agree. well it's like first of all Black people, black players are talking about black issues. So it's not like it's a hypocrisy in that, like, just because something's happening to a family member or a friend of yours and you're concerned about it doesn't now make you, oh, so now you got to be, you have to be all about social justice all over the world in all areas. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, there's the Uyghurs in China, but then there's also something happening in Korea. And what about this thing in Nigeria? Like, Dude, they're concerned about police brutality here in our country where we all live. Like, they're all about that and they're speaking up about that. So it's like, you shouldn't get upset at them because they're speaking out loudly about that, but not as loudly or not even at all about something happening in China. Like, yes, they shouldn't downplay it. Yes, the players, it would be nice if they did say something about those things, but I don't think it's incumbent on them. Like... How about you hold politicians' feet to the same fire you're holding these NBA players? Like, keep the energy for the people who actually are in charge of this shit, not sports athletes. You know what I mean? Like, the, the yeah, priority. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the thing is, when you're dealing with individuals, there's going to be some level of hypocrisy. You can't, you can't put everything on the same level of importance for an individual, you know? Right. So in other words, what I'm saying is if I'm worried about police brutality, I'm worried about um, poverty, which things that I'm worried about myself personally, I also can't worry about everything that's going on in China or India economically or all these other places right. in the world. You Correct. can't do that. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not possible for a person to have the same amount of bandwidth 
for exactly. every social issue that's going on it's in the world. You can't. Right. You can't expect these guys just because they speak out on some things. Well, why aren't you speaking out on all these other things? It's like, bro, like, let me stay in my lane and do what I can do in my sphere of influence. Like, he's LeBron James. He is a well-known person, but he's not the president. He's not the he's not an ambassador. He's not someone who actually has leverage in this like super tangible way in all of these other places in the world. Like he's a person who has name recognition and is popular. That's it. Like it's kind of crazy. And it's like we know why the criticism's directed at him and not other people, you know? It's like yeah, it's when you when you put yourself out there as somebody who's for social justice issues and then a social justice issue does not get the same amount of attention to that person. It's like why do you care about this and not the other thing? Well, I right. just explain why you can't have the same amount of bandwidth. Last with night in the said, with, last night at a Trump rally in Wisconsin, instead of an American flag in the back, they had one of those blue flat blue lives matter flags. And it's just the rank hypocrisy of people who are upset at Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem are now flying a non-American flag behind them. It's not the U.S. It's not the flag of the United States of America. It's literally like an anti-Black Lives Matter flag at this point. And they're flying it at their rallies. And it's like, what? I don't know. I thought the flag was a big deal to these bitches. Like, I guess not. Like... It's just, it's all bullshit, man. I got a, I got a decision to make now. I could either give you more time to talk about the Lakers or I could use the social justice issue to segue to the Washington, formerly known as the Redskins football team. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, trying ask, to decide. Do I want to take that, the segue? Look at, I'll give you, I'll give you my five seconds. I wasn't going to bring, look at, I wasn't even going to bring up the Lakers, but when Miami won, I forgot game five or whatever. And uh, you texted you're in purple like and gold today, Steve. I was. Steve, you're in a full Laker getup, bro. <laughs> don't don't tell I did me this. You I did won. this for you. I did this for you after oh, you wait, were like, can hey, I Steve. Tell you, wait, can I? He tell was like, you? I'm a because uh, Thomas is a Miami Heat fan. That's why. <laughs> so see, yeah, I wanted to know where you are. He, but he he came out from Miami. Tell you, Tom, Thomas, let me tell you, right? So yeah, me no, and no, Steve. Steve were... Wait, Steve wanted his five seconds. Give okay, give Steve his ahead, five go seconds. Ahead. Go ahead, Steve. What you what you want to say? I just want to say, you know, the Los Steve. Angeles Lakers are the seventeen time NBA champions. Uh, you know, the most the greatest NBA franchise ever, of all time. And you know, I just wanted to make sure all your listeners are aware that all over the world, you said the Philippines, Cambodia here, there. Yeah. I just want to make sure all these countries that you're reaching out to, they're aware that the greatest team in NBA history is in Los Angeles where you're located, you know, you're blessed. So, you know, we did it for, uh, we did it for the Mamba. That's all I can say. No one, <laughs> no one buys a championship in the free agent market like the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and speak on it, Ernie. What's <laughs> let me tell you, 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 you when you first tell me you wanted me on, you were gonna one of the questions. You're like, um, you know, how did I meet Steve? So, you know, we're we're family. You know, we have we're we're cousins, but it's a little bit distant. So we, you know, we knew each other a little bit growing up. But when I was in college, we had these this college day visit, and I'm a year older than Steve, so. I was in our, our lobby. We watched the sports games down there. And this, like, high school seniors in there with this <laughs> Laker shirt on. 
being the most obnoxious. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. Hold up. Wait, wait, hold up. I have not heard this story. Hold up. This cannot (laughs) be true. That's the first time I remember this guy in our It was college days? I know you weren't there. Wait, you saw me? You saw me at you saw me at PUC during college days, and I was being obnoxious watching the game. No way. I feel like it was. There's no. I would never go into a situation where I didn't know anybody (laughs) and be obnoxious. I would be. I might be wearing my Laker jacket. I wore that everywhere. You were definitely wearing the Laker jacket. I still have that. If it wasn't college, it was. It was like maybe the first week of school or whatever. You were just a freshman in there, and I would just the big. That sounds like a Lakers fan. It's not, I'm not gonna See, rain on you guys' parade because you do have 17 champions. I'm not gonna rain on your parade, yeah. but y'all are See, y'all can be obnoxious sometimes. The, You're not the worst fans ever. That's what it comes down to when it comes down to these. It's it's not the teams that I hate; it's the fans. You're not <laughs> the worst fan base. Steve's the, Steve's the ringleader. Ringleader of this. Y'all are a bit. You're a bit spoiled. I will say that, but there are worse fan bases. The Raiders are. Look, I honestly, I I don't deal with them too much because I'm in the NFC East. But the Eagles, I can't stand their fans. The Eagles are horrible. Dallas Cowboy fans, terrible. I just can't deal with them. I can't, man. The Lakers are not the worst fan base ever. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. I have close friends that are Atlanta Falcon friends. They're they're not aggressive. They just. They make a whole lot of excuses more than more than other teams. Atlanta Falcon fans. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure I have. Y'all are not the mean, worst. I had, to, I, had to, I had to wear my I had to wear my gear for today, too. What you got on there? You know, you know <laughs> I got my, got my star right here. <laughs> I love when y'all are like advertising your teams on my on my podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, I also have a already, already. I have a Stop huh. Wars <laughs> shirt you, too. What do you got? A what? A what shirt? What do you guys? I'm trying to stop yeah, wars, oh. you know. So, Ernie, we started this yeah. podcast at um three thirty or actually four o'clock Western time because yeah. you had to watch your football games. How do you feel? Yeah. I'm a Washington football team fan, yeah. also. By mm-hmm. the way, so yeah, I got that. You... I was like, man, that's that's good to know. There's some of us still out here. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> As if the Redskin fans are some. You guys are like the one of the biggest markets. Don't use that term anymore. Football team, Washington football team. We don't use that term anymore, anymore, sir. Oh my bad. We don't use that term. And we my are bad. one of the biggest markets. We just suck. That's all. We're we're yeah. one of the biggest markets. We're just horrible. Mm-hmm. That's all. So how did you feel about the name change? You know. At the beginning, I was I I I didn't really have a strong opinion about it, but you were anti. I do feel like it's yeah I was anti because I feel like it's a loud minority more so than like the majority of people that feel that way. You felt it was a well, loud yeah, minority I, yeah. wanting the name change. Yeah, it's a very small minority. Like it could be ten to twenty percent, maybe even out less of, than that. Out of the people, out of the people that were like American 
Indian or whatever. Not yeah. like no, I I agree because uh Snyder released some um some study that said that ninety or ninety five percent of people that were that consider themselves to be Native Americans didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, this is again what I was talking about with bandwidth. It's not that I I didn't care about you know people being offended by the name. It's just I had other stuff that was on my mind that I was focused on. You know, just with you know my own culture's issues. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. just being in school and trying to get my career off the ground. Uh, now that they've changed the name, I don't remember ever really feeling passionately about them not changing it. I never felt passionately. I was fine with them changing the name. And I think now was probably the perfect time because what's, what's our record now, Ernie? Is it two and two and five, two and five, like no one cares. So mm-hmm. if you change the name, no one's going to like push yeah. back. Whereas I think mm-hmm. if you change the name as like a, uh, a Patriots, if you were the New England Patriots and you had like this long 10 year history of success, people would probably push back. Mm-hmm. But now I, I don't, I don't think it'll be a problem at all. And, I mean, I, uh, honestly, like now I'm, I'm like happy with it. I, I'm, I'm excited to get a new name. I mean, they're talking about keeping Washington football team. And even if they kept that, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. I would actually be okay if they kept Washington football team, actually. I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. Yeah. yeah. And I- anything Dan Snyder does, we should probably do the opposite. Just yeah. My... <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the consensus among Washington it football is. team it fans. Is. I mean, there's not one fan that I know that, I mean, it, maybe there's some, you know, more radical fans out there, but I mean, that's one thing we all have in common. We know that our owner is just a terrible owner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, this portion of the podcast is brought to our good friend, Rahila, who probably has turned off the podcast just because we've been talking sports. <laughs> yeah. Steve, did she tell you that? She turns off the podcast when she hears sports. Well, you know, like, I've talked to Ernie about, like, because me and him talk about sports all the time. We, but we don't but talk it's the about one it thing we never, But we never yeah. bring it up on the pod. And... Yeah, I think it's because like reason? there's such a big gender discrepancy. Not that I think we have that many female listeners anyway, but I feel like mm-hmm. the number of people who would care about our sports takes is so limited versus the number of people who may care about a movie take that if we started going mm-hmm. into minutia about sports, it pro- probably a lot of people would just turn it off. That would otherwise maybe just keep listening. <laughs> So we, unless we created a completely different pod for sports, which we've sometimes, which we talked about at one point, like, I don't think, um, I don't think we'll, I don't think sports will ever be like a, until it intersects with like politics or social issues. That's the only time we really. Which it kind of has been a little bit more so. Yeah, Yeah, crossed over. We did the the Kobe Bryant. When Kobe died, we did an episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I will be very offended if Rahila, Steve, me and you being on the podcast, I will be very offended if she turns it off. So I'm a, can you think of a code word just to test and see if Rahila's listening? Mm, bacon soda. A, Let's say bacon soda. Baking what? soda? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> no, we yeah. should do uh, airheads. Airheads. <laughs> yeah. That's how we'll know. All right. Airheads yeah. or airheads and uh and bacon soda. If Rahila doesn't text that to us, we'll know how much she cares about us. Yeah, I like that. I, like <laughs> I that. think that'll be the measuring stick. I like that. All right, so all right, fellas, we're about at the end here. 
Yeah, man. Is there well, anything that we should have discussed that we did not discuss, or have we covered? You guys we, coming we back covered strong? The gambit when's your next? Of, when's our next pod? Like, we're just, I, so I'm. We're I'm waiting literally, for. I'm I told literally Steve to just record I'm literally what we're packing, doing right now. <laughs> I'm I'm packing up all my stuff right now. So. We're gonna hijack your pod and yeah. make it our pod. <laughs> we might have to release. We might just have to put out a message for people to listen to your pod for our pod next. Yeah, exactly. We we honestly we haven't. Be our next pod. I'm 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 moving out of my apartment this week coming up, so. I have to move all my stuff out. So if we're going to record anything. It's got to be done now. And then I got to put it out before I leave. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. We don't have like a firm date. We honestly, we just took like a big yeah. break in the summer. Like we had been putting out stuff at least like once a month or twice a month. And then it, we just got so busy and you know, it's like once everything restarted, Ernie went back to work I was like on the road. I was visiting family out west, and then, um, yeah, I I got back and I was studying. You know, we were studying for exams, and it's just been crazy since then. And no movies or anything, so there's not really felt like anything to talk about. Like I would love to talk about like politics. Like I would say that like that is what I've been consuming a lot of books and um news podcasts twitter like i've just been up on all the polls and stuff you know i know markion has been too you know oh so, my god i would love you two need to do listen if you two you and markion would do a podcast i would moderate I, I, just, I would moderate that podcast you have no idea how much i would love to see you two talk politics i would love <laughs> no. it absolutely love it <laughs> My I go God. silent I can't, when we start talking about politics. I go silent when we start. Talking yeah, man, about I can't. I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far in depth with politics. I don't want to do it myself too far in depth, just because most of my political opinions are more so just like let people vote the way they want to vote, let them think the way they want to think, and I'm, yeah, I'm very liberal that way. Fine. So I don't have any strong feelings about it. But uh, you and Mark and y'all, you two like watch the polls and you watch the <laughs> being on a group message with you two is hilarious. I, I love it. Absolutely I mean, love it. He, he's very, <laughs> Can't he's, get very enough. he's very proud of uh, Biden, you know, coming through because he's a Delawarean or whatever. So, oh, yeah, that's I'm, true. That's true. <laughs> so. That was our that was our biggest. Uh, me and Thomas used to tell Marky on like, bro, Biden ain't he ain't making it, bro. It ain't happening for him. And then this guy pulled it out. He won South Carolina and ran the table. Yeah, I, I mean, like, he still. Right. I do think there's some there's some deficits. There are deficits, but he, I think he has enough to go ahead and win. Um, all right, there so if deficits. you guys, whenever you. Whenever you guys like do another episode, just um, shoot me a text or something. Let me know. I'll, I'll promote. And Ernie, you were just so you know, you were pissing me off like eight months ago because you kept talking about not doing any more episodes. I remember that time period. I was very upset with you when you were doing that. You were just about to quit. to quit. I mean, kept, I feel like kept... there's there's only so much we can keep going with. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie, we just did ninety minutes, bro. I feel like How can you same. say that? Like it's half, like yeah, like, it's like what else is there? To it's say? usually like a re- <laughs> We just did ninety minutes, bro. What are you What are you talking about? I won't stand for this, Ernie. Keep the podcast going. You guys are an inspiration. I love your show. Keep it going. Let me know when you guys do another episode. I'll uh, 
I'll, I'll post something about it. And my uh, my small amount of amount of listeners will maybe Thanks, maybe they'll come over. To yeah, man, I'm too, uh, so. glad. So I, I mean, you I you know after you sent me everything, I was like, you're in L.A. now, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm I'm gonna definitely let let my my uh, friends and family out in the, on the West Coast know to keep an eye out for awesome. you too. Awesome. See? Yeah, is, Ernie uh, was working together. Ernie was here. Ernie was happy that you uh, interviewed a dentist on your pod. I know. I saw your first one as a dentist. I was like, wow, <laughs> man, I need to go. I'm about to check. Out. I I subscribed right away, and I gotta I gotta go listen. You know, go through now. I mean, me and Richard. I don't think we talked about anything like, specifically related <laughs> to dentistry. It was just me and him talking about growing up together. That was my first podcast, man. I just I got notes now. Look at this. I got notes, and I I kind of wow. know where I'm going. The first That's three. Good. I had no idea. Did you see the one with Swati, Steve? Yeah, I I will listen to Steve. the first. Yeah, I heard I heard uh, I listened to the first half of it. I was driving. That one, that one was also just me. I should have had like notes and stuff. Swati carried the she carried the interview. She did a great job, I think. But again, um, things are a little bit different now. So yeah, um, I, hopefully I um be, I had met better. with her. Uh, we had uh, lunch. Like I think a week or two or a few weeks before your podcast came out, but you must have interviewed. You oh, okay. must have talked to okay. her way before that, though, because this was. Yeah, you- man. It- Oof, God. <clears throat> yeah. No, I-, I was just about to say, like, I started this thing back in February, and uh, I filmed a lot of stuff um, at the end of March, and then COVID happened, and so many people had to cancel on me. Right. Um. Swati Swati had quarantined and everything, so she came over and filmed it when I was in my apartment. Okay. Like when I was in Baltimore right before we left. So yeah. Nice. It worked out. Nice. Anyway. Yeah, man. Well, right, thanks guys. for having right. us on, good? man. It was fun. Yeah. Good luck with the good luck with the podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll uh we'll link you uh we'll link you in, in our uh, on our um podcast as well. All right. Love mm-hmm. the sound of that. All right. Well, I'll talk to y'all later. All right. All right. Peace out.